Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. So I'm standing in for DC. DC was the one to take us through this, but something came up and he couldn't. So I'm here to stand in for him. So as you've heard, my name is Lawia Rome. Christ is Lord and Savior, and when you see me here, it has taken his hand. Two years ago, if you'd have told me that I'll, <laughs> I'll be doing this, I'll tell you, hey, boss, that's not me, but I thank God because he's doing, I don't know what he's doing in my life, but I'm faithful just to walk with him all through. I'm married to one beautiful wife, Carol, and <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> When God said, who finds a wife, finds a great thing, eh, indeed it's true. This far, yeah, who I am right now, I think she's played a big role in all that, and I give glory to God. So today we'll, we are talking about money matters, money and it's so coincidentally, you know, DC, DC is an investment banker, so Things money is <laughs> part of his blood. Me, I'm, I'm an internal auditor. Sinda tuletu na semekana tunakatilia pesa. So you see there. So there'll be a big, big difference on how we approach that all to the glory of God. And I hope that he, he enables us to just hear his word. And it, it's usually say that money makes the world go round. I believe you've heard that. And we all know anything we do, anything you have to do, it involves money. Coming here, we've had to spend fair. So it's everything encompasses in our day-to-day -day life. It's all related to, to, to money. And I would say that part, another name of money is called currency. And I, I can learn that currency comes from the word current. Current is a flow, it's a circulation. So money, it's what you can say makes the world go round. So it's part of the, of the process. And based on this, we see that even God gave so much emphasis in the Bible talking about money. It says that there are approximately 2,350 2, verses in the Bible which speak about money. So it shows that money matters, really matter to God. It's not about the way it's money matters, really matter to God. And we see Jesus even in his ministry talking about talking about talking about money. And that's why today we, we just want to delve in into money matters and we'll be talking about debt. About debt. And uh, I believe when Jesus was talking about money matters, he knew what it involves because I, he knew that it's part and parcel of our day-to-day -day life. And even when he gave us the great commission, go out, spread the word to every nation, corner of the word, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son. For us to be able to do that great commission, we need to have money for us to do it. 
If you ask Pastor Mike, who is in the outreach, for him to spread <laughs> the word of God. Yeah, so man is, and I, I believe that God had a purpose. Why he really stressed about money? Let's look at the family setup. We all know when COVID happens, when COVID happened, sorry, so many families were shaken. So many families were shaken. And it's, it's been said that one of the leading causes of marriages breaking, it's money, money issues, money issues. So even the great institution of marriage which God created, money issues are shaking it up. And I believe that's another reason why God, because this is the institution which is likened to the relationship of Christ and the church. And still the money issues come shake it up. And as I, as, as I was thinking about money, I can't remember when back in school when we've been taught there was this law is called the law of diminishing marginal utility. I don't know who've had it in economics. There was a, there was a law. <laughs> so, so this law states that, let me read it so that I don't put my own words. This law states that the amount of satisfaction derived or provided by the consumption of every additional unit of a good decreases as we increase consumption. So as we increase consuming a good, the marginal satisfaction, the satisfaction we derive out of that good decreases. For instance, when you eat, when you are really hungry, the first spoon of food you put in your mouth, there's so much satisfaction out of that. But as you continue eating, it gets to a time when I feel, ah, if food any bambi, there's that, yeah? So that's what that law says. But coincidentally, money doesn't, it's one of the things we don't, don't follow that law. Money is the one thing that fo doesn't follow that law. Because with money, the more we get money, the more we want. We are never satisfied. We'll never get, you'll never find someone who is satisfied with money. Even the one who has 10 billion, Unaskia <laughs> Bado, they, they, they are looking for more. So I believe these are the, some of the things which made God, uh, Jesus give so much emphasis when you're speaking about money. And we find that, as we say, that we never get in enough with money. Every time we are striving for more and more, and in our strive for more and more, we end up in debt. As we strive to get more, we end up in debt. And that's what we want to look at today. And for us, I want us to start reading by, from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 6, verse 1 to 2. This, this, this is one of the verses when we are doing the Bible reading challenge last year. I read this and I, was, I asked myself, hey God, is this true? I've never thought of it this way. And Solomon says, I have seen another evil under the sun and it weighs heavily on mankind. God gives some people wealth, possessions, and honor so that they lack nothing their heart desires. But God does not, grieve, does not grant them the ability to enjoy them and strangers enjoy them in 
enjoy them instead. This is meaningless, a grievous sin. And what really stood out of, for me in this verse was the ability to enjoy them. And this is what I ask God. So God, you can bless me with blessings, but fail to give me the ability to enjoy what you've blessed me with. And I fail to enjoy the blessings you've kept in my life. And I'm feeling this is the place where debt is one of the things which is making us not enjoy the fruit of our labor at the end of the day. Because get to a time, you earn your salary, but madeni is nakuangalia, and sometimes <laughs> to me, with, 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 with the new technology, we have the digital money, Fuliza, KCB, Tala, all the likes. So, mshara inda ingia hivi, na unaona hizo madeni vile zinakulipa, you take your, your salo, pay one debt, be able to, to borrow, to get a, another limit, to bo you borrow. So, it ends up being a vicious cycle. It ends up being a vicious cycle. And I believe, I don't know how many of us wako fuliza. Nani anafuliza? Miniko. Miniko fuliza. Sezi kudanganya. Even as I speak for you, it's not that I'm, I'm well about debt management. I'm also, I'm still part of the process. Yeah? And you learn that uh, Safaricom last year say that 50% of their subscribers are on fuliza. It was 58% are on, are on fuliza. And they were transacting per second. Can you guess how many transactions, Fuliza transactions, are they transacting in a second? They were doing six transactions in a second of Fuliza. So on a, on a, in a day, they were doing roughly 400 and... Let me get this. They were doing 400... And 92,480 Fuliza transactions in a day. Wow. And we find that uh, I was trying to get to know how many mobile banking uh, platforms we have in the country, but the number was not clear. But I came to learn that last year, CRB said that they have over 2,000 organizations which uh, have been listing individuals in the CRB. So you know that these are financial institutions where you don't pay, they take it. So they had over 2,000 2, uh, institutions. So these are banks, circles, and Michael. And there was a time where the CBK governor, he was able to, de to, de uh, to deregister 300 mobile lending apps from listing guys to the CRB. So if you take roughly 2,000 uh, organizations which are listing guys on the, on the CRB, and we remove the banks, circles, which are known, I think you can get a rough idea of how many organizations which are, are in the mobile money lending. And this has put us into a hole of debt. The mobile money, it's a, it, gave con, it brought convenience on one side, and it made us borrow more. We can borrow anywhere you want, anytime. And this has brought us to the, to the whole of debt. And it gets to a time even the CBK governor said that this, 
money-lending apps are like a Shylock, yeah? but they hide in nicely made platforms because you see, because you find that the annualized rates they are charging goes to a, as high as 150% in interest when, when we are doing this. So this is one of the areas where we are finding that debt is, it's like it has become part of us. You are not normal. How, they, uh, how is, it's going? Because we find that even the banks last year, they were saying that their loan book for, for the banks, it was, it was running to 2.9 trillion. This is the amount where people had, had, had borrowed money. And 3.2 Kenyans had been negatively listed as loan defaulters with the CRB. 3.2. So people are taking loans, but, but this was understandable because of, of COVID which happened. The number of borrowers defaulting on loan repayments had reached 13.6% in August last year. And that's on the micro level, in the individual levels. Let's look at it on the government levels. Kenya to make what with the question. So it's it's all around. And with this, I'll ask you what what are some of the reasons which we are taking debt? What are some of the reasons Kenyans we are taking debt? You can give an answer. Who has an answer? What are some of the reasons we are taking debt? <laughs> government. Yeah, we are taking debt for all so many reasons. Yeah, and it's interesting. So. As we do this, we just want to look at what the Bible says about money and debt. What the Bible says about money and debt. And we'll all agree for us who are reading one thing, money is not a bad thing. Yeah? But the love of money, that's what's where the problem is. So if you look at Ecclesiastes 5.10, it says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. If we look at 1 Timothy 6.10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And this is applicable. We've seen people going to extremes for the love of money. I was listening to the Kempster stories <laughs> And it was like, oh, Lord, uh, I was just passing by. I saw people. I got in. I got the tender. <laughs> yeah. I prayed and fasted. God answered my prayers. I got the tender. It's people have gone to such extent to, 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 to get money. We look at Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other or you'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And this which really says that money is just a means. It's not the end game. Money is not the end game. Money is the means. It's the oil that greases our machines to run over and over. But we found that we've taken it as the end game. Everyone wants to, to have money. So we do anything to, to have money. And I believe that we are all called to be stewards of God's resources. God blesses us with the money, not for our own pleasure, but he blesses it so that we can be a blessing to others. And, and with this, give glory to him. When you look still on the Bible, what 
the Bible says about debt. The other thing is that the borrower is a slave to the lender. This everyone knows. Ukiwa na debi, uyomto anakuo yo pesa. Every now and then you are just watching your back. That. And this we, saw, we see it in Proverbs 22.7 which says, The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave to the lender. Also in Proverbs 22.26-27, Do not be the one who shakes hands in pledge or put up security for debt. If you lack the means to pay, your very bed will be snatched under you. Which is true because each and every time you just be looking to, to pay that. The other thing which the Bible talks about money and debt is that God wants us to lend to others. God wants us to lend to others. And this we see in Matthew 5.42. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. It's in the Bible. Na tusikuwa la wase tukiona mseo na sema, hey, huu mseo natako niomba. It's still wrong. God wants it. We also look at uh, Luke 6.35. But love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to get anything back, then the reward will be great and you'll be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and to the wicked. So it's, God says, yeah, bless you, to be a blessing to others, to lend to others without expecting anything back. The other thing we see is like we are required to pay back. When you take a loan, you, you are required to take back. I, I had, during COVID, there are people who are taking loan with the sole intention that they don't want to pay it. But God tells us you need to pay back. And this we are seeing in Romans 13, 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. That's the debt which should be outstanding the continuing debt to love one another. That's the only debt. But these other debts to Nachukua, Lazima Tulipe. That's what God asks us to have. And then also in Psalms 37 21, the wicked borrow and do not pay, but the righteous give generously. So these are some of the verses which you're speaking about money and debt in the Bible. And now we come to that. Okay, so what's debt? What's debt? Is debt good or bad? Having seen the Bible verses speaking about, is debt good or is it bad? And this we say that debt is good, but there is a caveat on that. Debt is good unless the debt you're taking, it will be able to the, the benefits which will accrue to the debt will be more than the cost of the debt. Debt is good as long as it's used for an investment or the future financial gains such as business, education, or property. That's the good debt. Yeah? We, because we're saying, so long as what is accruing from the debt is more than the cost of you acquiring the debt. And the cost of this is the interest which you'll be, which you'll be paying. So it's, however, advisable that when you take a debt for investment, only if, when you're taking a debt, you take it only if 
the economic rate of return. This is what you gain out of it, which is the economic benefit compares to the cost and you are able to finance your repayment. Take that debt when you are able to find that whatever which will accrue for it. If you are taking a debt for, for business, the profits you'll get out of the business will be able to pay up for the, for the debt and, and accrue it. And we find that as we look at debt here, we, let's look at what the do's and don'ts about debt management when you're doing the debt. So we have said that debt is good unless the economic benefits accrue. So what should you do? One, it says that before you take a debt, before you take a loan, have a plan. Have a plan. Don't take a loan and then ukshakwa nayo ndo anze kufikiria sasa nitafanya nayo nini. Have a plan because at that time when you do that there are so many things which will come. Since you don't have the end game of what you want to do, you'll be swayed by anything which comes your way at that time. Ukiona kiatu kizuri and we've seen so many guys who have made that mistake. You take a alone without a plan on what you're going to do. And then you come, you find that you've wasted the whole amount with nothing to show it off about. So take, before you take the loan, have a plan. What is it that I'm, I'm, I want to invest the money with? And also looking at it, how much is it, if I take this loan, how much will it be able, will the benefits accrue out of it? Will it be able to, to cater for the cost? Do those analyses and see what to do. And you're told, don't buy things you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't like. Yeah? Because that's where we, we, we fall in the trap. We don't have the money, but we are buying things we don't <laughs> which are not, <laughs> not that necessary to please people who we don't like. Some do anyone anyway. <laughs> I'm driving a Mercedes. <laughs> so you're told this, this is the rule when you're taking a loan. Don't take, don't buy things you can't afford <laughs> with money you don't have because now you're taking a loan to, to, to buy that to impress people you don't like. Yeah, That's one of the, of the don'ts when you're, doing, you're dealing with debt. The second one you say that you should never use more than a third of your income to pay debt. And this is also in the employment, employment laws, for those who know, uh, you cannot be deducted more than a third of your income to pay debt. So debt should not take a big portion of your day-to-day of your, of your to your day-to-day -day value. Three, avoid borrowing on consumption items. Purchasing of trendy products, travel, and enjoying luxuries. Debt should not be, <laughs> you shouldn't borrow for consumption. Because kwa nyumba kuna unga, una fuliza, una so we are, we, are, we, are, we are taking debt for consumption. And when you take for consumption, it does not pay, we don't get a, a payback, we can't pay it back. And I believe that's where our government is right now. A government took euro bond one, two, three. Part of the euro bond was done for our own consumption. The other thing is live within your means. Live within your means. Control your expenses. 
And uh, I think COVID is the one thing which brought us back to, to normal because some of us were living lives which we could not sustain. So it will just live within your means, control your day-to-day -day expenses. Just check at the, be able to be tracking your expenses on each and every day. Track your expenses to see areas where you can be able to cut down on your expenses and make a saving on this other side. So let's, let's not do that. And, and we are called that at any given time, whatever the, the expenses we call necessary, at any given time, these expenses we call necessary expenses, they will continually grow to equal to our income if we don't put a control to it. So if we don't control the expenses we call necessary expenses, these which we, need, we have to do it, we don't put a control that, they will continue continuously grow. They will grow and grow and grow to be able to be, to be equal to your, to your income unless you put a control to it. So it all calls about self-discipline on how you control your finances. And the other thing, the, the last which you need to look at is never borrow for things you desire but you don't need. Just because you can afford the repayments should it be mean that you can afford the item? And this time, most times you find that, ah, sinaiza kulipai loan with this. So you just buy, I can just buy this. And it's, it's just a desire which you grow. And it was interesting. I came, found a quote in some book which I read some time back. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon. It was saying, as weeds grow in a field whenever the farmer leaves space for its root, even so freely do our desires grow in men whenever there's possibility of their there's possibility of them being gratified. So they're saying, as weeds grow, okay, okay, when you plant your, your your farm and you leave it, the weeds grow in the spaces where you didn't plant. So as how the weeds grow in the spaces they come, our desires take that effect. Our desires will grow if they feel that they'll be gratified. The desires come when you feel, hey, I need to buy a new pair of shoes. And there's chances of you succumbing to that desire, even if you don't need those pair of shoes. Those desires will keep on growing as sweets. So it's for us just, the whole thing is just keeping a check on your expenses. Wh what do you need to buy you? What are the needs and what are the ones, as we were told in school? And uh, to some we are told, yeah, you're saying that we need to look at our expenses, but Nikotari <laughs> Yoshimo. I'm already in debt. I'm already in debt. So what next? I cannot, I can start checking my expenses now, but already I need to, to be paying the debt. And we say that uh, this is now the time now you now to take the drastic, drastic changes in your, in, your, in your spending. One, you need just to stop taking the debt. Stop taking the debt. Don't go in the closet. Just sto stop taking the debt. And this with name, come on into a Fuliza, Tala, Branch, Okash, name all those. It will call you either to deactivate all those. Amato Gilzesimu. 
ukiona kama hawezi ku resist kokoa geuza simu chukweka mulika mwizi ambao you can't you can't you can't load that but you need to take just to take the, the first step you need to to stop to stop taking debt because as we've seen especially with the digital platforms it becomes like a vicious cycle una unazunguka and to me even if i'm preaching i say i can attest to that there's a time nilikuwa na deni ya KCB na mshwari nilikuwa mwezi kifika na nalipa hii mwezi take gaps so even kilipa i'm able to get money ni nilipa hii nyingine mshara ikikuja nalipa madeni alafu tena naomba tena so that i can take myself through the month Adi, and you don't know it inakuwa tu ni kama kicycle hawezi utoki tu na unaelewa but you need just to take that <laughs> chance ya kusema uh, it has to end because you see it was it was growing and growing and these guys are interesting the algorithm see that eh umse anachukua so limit yako inaongezwa inaongezwa unaongezwa so hiyo <laughs> deni inafika wakati paka unapata imeko at a place where you cannot you can you can you, can, you cannot manage na nasikizi hata imefika wakati imefika wakati hata kuna kuna watu wanakukola wanakwambia tukutumie pesa kwa hii account naambia hapo niko nafuliza hiyo nitakatwa so we have so many so <laughs> the pressures of changing so we just need to take a stand and say like for, for me i said okay it's eh hiyo pesa imefika because nilikuwa naona ni hivyo tu nazunguka tu kwa hiyo so i said that has to end so it was a discipline on my resource in, in in the cash i get can i be able to to spend if i take i'm sure that when i get i repay in full and it stops there i don't repay and then take it back so let's break the vicious circle because you don't know it's like a rolling ball of snow as it goes it gathers momentum it increases in size because it goes and peaking and peaking and it gets to a place where it's it's uncontrollable So let's let's take uh, to that. The other thing is when you have these big loans, you can restructure your loans or consolidate them, bring them together to to do work with. Loans akinatala na na branch nini? How to control that one? Look at the smallest one which you can be able to to clear up. Is indogondogo clear so that it reduces it reduces your burden. It reduces your burden. But also when you clear one to it gives you the momentum as you you gather the steam to to the other ones so let's do that we also let's take in the ones which are very expensive zile ambazo ziko very the interest we are we are being charged is on the high side let's let's start working on on clearing them and the other thing let's work on increasing our income because it's <laughs> our income which is as we try control uh, let's try to look for ways to to boost our income so that it can meet our day to day needs and then we are possible when you're paying a loan hasten the the repayment process hasten the and this has worked for me a time back i had taken a loan for my for, for school and it go to a period in, uh, in that season i i would have excess so if I was supposed to pay 10,000 per month. I would double it and do 15, 20,000. So in that it was able to I was able to pay it in a shorter period instead of the four years I was supposed to 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 do it. I was able to do it in four years. And also it helped me when a time when cash was a problem and I couldn't even hardly get that 
I had a window period to arrange my finances because I had paid my debt way above the time. So when it should be at two years, I'd already paid for three years. So I had like a one-year period where I could tell the, uh, the circle guys, like, okay, right now I'm not in a good position. Give me a chance because I've paid upfront to be able to, to, to plan myself. And it gives you that. When you're in a position to pay more, kindly fasten, fasten the repayments and this it will, it, will, it will break it on the other side. And all the lastly, you see, we are usually told as Christians we don't go by our own strength. The other thing is just submit to God. <laughs> Could you submit? But I, I, usually, I, I usually put a caveat because as Christians we've taken the thing of prayer and trust to some weird levels. We've become lazy. Yeah, we need to act. We need to do this to break those chains of the, the cycle for you to come stand on God's promises and say, God, amen. So it's you now to take me through.